1: We're back. We, we didn't take another vacation. We're back. We are better than ever. Daryl, how are you?
0: Hey Dan, doing pretty good. How are you?
1: I'm doing pretty good. We uh, we, we, we should we should, should we should we play some taps for your team? Oh,
0: no.
1: No. Should no. I don't have taps on here anyway. But uh. You know, at least <laughs> at least your your team showed up and played a football game. It's more than I can For say half. about the Packers.
0: Ugh, they got a mile, that game
1: was so boring. So bad.
0: Yes, it was horrible.
1: At least if the Seahawks were in that game, it would be a little closer. Right. That's what I keep saying. It would have been at least a better game. The Seahawks might not have won. It would have been a better game.
0: Yeah, I think so too.
1: Hands down, would have been a better game. That game was trash. It (laughs) It was was so so boring. Like the Niners just ground. Like, just you know, they they Derrick Henryed the Packers basically (laughs) with
0: Raheem Mostert. They sure did.
1: Like seriously, it was not entertaining. I hope the Super Bowl is at least entertaining.
0: I think it will be. Who you got?
1: I want Andy Reading, Chiefs.
0: No, I hate you. I can't even speak to you right now.
1: Well, I told you last week, whoever won out of the AFC is who I'd be going for. So Well,
0: no, not me. I'm pulling for the Niners. Oh uh, well.
1: You can't hear, you can't be a Seahawks fan and utter those words out of your mouth. You understand? I'm not, a Seahawks.
0: Right? I'm not a Seahawks fan.
1: I'm not saying you are, but there's no way I can cheer for the Niners. No way in hell I'd cheer for the Niners.
0: That sounds like a personal problem. Mm
1: -hmm. Go Chiefs. (laughs) Chiefs kingdom. Go go Niners. We can agree to disagree. (laughs) I'm just glad it's not the Patriots, to be honest.
0: Yeah. It is good to see something new every once in a while.
1: Andy Reid, Mahomes. That's what I want to see. Anyway, enough about the uh, Super Bowl. We we don't need to really talk about that because uh, neither one of our teams is representing. So, uh, yeah, football season's over. We can get ready for the draft.
0: Yep, it's over.
1: Regardless, we still have two weeks before the Super Bowl. Uh, my, my son claims he wants to watch the Pro Bowl. I told him it's not real football. What's your take on the Pro Bowl? <laughs>
0: I think they should just do away with it. It's stupid.
1: They should have a skills competition through the week and just leave it at that. They don't need to play the football game because nobody
0: cares about the football game. Nope. They're just there to get paid for a free vacation.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's good that they get bonuses and stuff for making the Pro Bowl. But, I mean, it's, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's the NFLPA Bowl.
0: Yeah,
1: I'll start my uh, my hatred of that game uh, now. So, but uh, so it's on today's show. We are going to uh, we started geeking out about draft coverage. Uh, So we're going to get some draft stuff. Uh, We have some Reddit questions, some Twitter questions that Daryl's going to supply us with. Uh, But we're mainly going to talk about the East-West Shrine game, which we both watched and uh, took some notes on. And we also are going to take a look at uh, NFL Network's Daniel Jeremiah. Daniel Jeremiah put out his uh, round one mock, his first, and uh, we will see how accurate... He is. I mean, obviously, a lot of stuff's going to change between them and everybody. Oh, yeah. But how we think uh, the draft will go. Now, keep in mind, I have done zero offensive preparation. Uh, so I'm just going to take his word for it with the offensive linemen and stuff like that because I don't really study offensive linemen. I just know the Seahawks need them. Um, <laughs> so that's the plan for today. Um. Anything else we got to add here?
0: No, No. not at the moment. All
1: right. Well, then let's hit with some... Good news, everyone! What have we got?
0: Uh, Just a few little things. Panthers linebacker, or former linebacker, Luke Keefley, says he's open to coaching now. Why not? You're done playing. Might as well coach. Yep, I think he'd be all right at it, so... Looks like he's thinking about sticking around football in some capacity.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think maybe it's just because I'm older and I know more players. Uh, it seems like a lot of former players are up for coaching gigs and stuff like that. Um, this year, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, I think Brian Dawkins uh, was brought in to be a... or he's rumored to be brought in to be a coach somewhere. Uh, I mean, it's... Your veteran players almost act as though they are second coaches in some way, shape, or form. You know. Yeah, they are.
0: It's just, uh, I guess it's uh, out with the old in with a new type deal right now.
1: Yeah. And, um, you yeah. know, seems like the Rooney rules broke. Yeah. Um, because it seems like the head coaching gigs are going to the same old, same old retreads. I mean, you can argue Joe Judge was uh, off the wall, kind of signy, but, uh, you know, it seems like retread after retread. I mean, even on that Giants, you know, roster, or uh, coaching staff, you have Jason Garrett. I think Freddie Kitchens is rumored to be brought in. Like, you know, you got these guys that are... Uh, retreads that they're just getting job after job uh not a lot of new blood getting the opportunity to get coaching gigs um and speaking of coaching gigs uh we got some coaches that are no longer going to be coaching yes so uh your boy who was uh who made some nice uh twitter gigs gifs jifs whatever memes because uh of the dean peas on lamar jackson dean peas on twitter uh dean peas <laughs> on everyone uh jokes we're, we're, were very entertaining for about a hot minute there Right, but uh, he's decided to retire he's seven years old he did have some health issues in 2018 i read so yeah had a good season this year and obviously uh had that You know, combined with the Derrick Henry shoving it down the throat of, uh, of, of people, um, you you might have seen the NFL memes thing about the Madden play, the inside zone, which was, uh, hit a, uh, monkey fighter in the face. (laughs) Uh, It doesn't say monkey fighter, but I was giving the clean version of that, um. But, yeah, that was pretty entertaining. Um, and his defense, obviously, led you guys as far as you guys got. So,
0: Yeah, they did pretty well. I mean, he's always had pretty good defenses. So. Yeah.
1: Um, Son of Bum is looking for a new job, possibly.
0: Yes. Yes, and, he is.
1: And uh, Romeo Cornell, I believe, is going the retirement route. Or maybe forced I, retirement route.
0: I kind of think so, too.
1: I think you should. I mean, at this point, I mean, I know some coaches keep coaching until they're like, you know, on their deathbed. But right. at some point, you got to hang it up. So I don't think there'll be much institutional change with any of those. Um, I know a lot of times we, we talk about defenses shifting. <laughs> Right. Uh, besides Washington switching to a 4-3 I don't really think you're going to see much turnover as far as change in scheme um, I'll have to take a closer look at the other defensive coordinators being brought in but and not all that stuff is finalized even so um, besides Washington do you see any teams really changing up their scheme a whole lot?
0: No, you know, Tennessee had been rumored at Bumfields real quickly but um, or Wade Phillips, excuse me, but uh, he doesn't want to change his scheme. That's why the Rams let him go, and Mike Vrabel's already said up front, he wants flexibility and versatility, so I don't think they're going to change out of 3-4, but he wants somebody to come in that's going to kind of be able to do a hybrid-type thing with them, uh, kind of like they did this year at times, so I see that staying. We already talked about Washington with their move. Other than that, I don't see a whole lot of changes as of yet.
1: Yeah, I mean we we haven't gotten some finalized uh changes yet. Uh most yeah. of the head coaches are done, but the the you know, coordinators and stuff are still getting, you know, and it's, I guess most of the coordinators are done too, but um a lot of your specialty coaches are now getting hired. Um right. But that hybrid, I mean, just means basically you have more of a chance for better production out of some of your prime players. Um you know, it's not like Jarrell Casey's pigeonholed into being a tackle all the time. You know, you're able yeah. to, to be a little more versatile. I think is a positive. Um, yeah, like I said, Wade Phillips. You know, yeah, at a certain time, maybe it's time to just move on. I mean, his defense really got exposed this year, um, and a little bit of him get exposed. I mean, he had tons of talent on that team. You can't argue that they didn't have talent. And he, oh, yeah. yeah. and he just didn't do much with it. Yeah, and they just didn't do much with it. Any other news and notes that we have?
0: Uh, just two quick ones. Jair Alexander broke his thumb during the NFC Championship game. He'll be fine. Um, I, yeah, he'll be fine. They said a couple months of healing, he'll be fine. And then uh, a good piece of news is Leighton Vander Esch had neck surgery. Everything went well. They think he'll be ready to go. For OTAs and all that good stuff, so it'll be they'll be glad to have him back on the field.
1: Yeah, it was a little uh, hairy there for a little while. Neck injuries it are works. bad news. Um, you know, I woke up with a stiff neck, and you know, <laughs> it put it didn't put me out of commission, but it, it messed up my uh, world for a few days here. Um, but oh, yeah, yeah. It, it will. It'll be good to see him back. Um, I don't think I can have him as high in my. Dynasty ranks as I did before, though because you just think neck and back injuries they don't really go away. So you got to think, you know, is it going to be worth playing until you can't walk anymore, can't you know, you know, can't play anymore? Um, Well, we are going to. Uh, get into our next topic of discussion which today is going to be with our uh, bowl games. Daryl, I'm sure, watched tons of uh, football over the weekend. Um, I watched watched the East-West Shrine game. I started watching the NFL-PA Bowl and I, I – first of all, I know it's a cool tradition to swap helmet stickers with your teammates and stuff, but it really makes it difficult to find out who these players are. And I, I got a bone to pick with the P A Bowl. Spend the extra couple hundred bucks to put these kids' names on the back of their jerseys so you actually tell who they are, especially since they swap helmet stickers. It makes it look like the kids from, uh, you know – Texas when they're really from Ohio State and all kinds of stuff going on. <laughs> like, you're trying to identify these guys. Draft scouts are not going to waste their time doing that, really.
0: Nope.
1: So, I mean... I mean, I guess they are going to waste their time doing it because they get paid to, but... <laughs> you know, us us uh, freelance scouts here, we don't get paid to do this. So, uh, you know...
0: Bro. Not really, at
1: least. Um, so... I'm not gonna really spend my time scouting a kid that I can't tell where they are on the field because their names on the jersey. I can't tell by their helmet who they are because they got 15 different stickers on their helmet. You know, at yeah, at least it's
0: the, definitely confusing.
1: Yeah, so that there's like 50 people at this thing. I mean, not that there was a ton of people at the East West Shrine Game, but that at least seems like a big deal. Whereas the, the NFL PA bowl seemed like a third rate bowl game.
0: Right. It did. I know exactly what you mean.
1: Not not no offense to any of the kids that were playing no, in no. the game. It just felt like a third rate game. Like it didn't feel like a big deal. Like the Shrine game feels like a big deal. Like
0: Well, it's got that charity involved, so I mean yeah. that kinda Makes it a little more special.
1: Yeah, I mean they had a lot of players. I mean there was eight players, or six to eight players that were just in the AFC title game alone that played in that game. So, um, but yeah, I mean you were saying off air, or maybe it was on air. The, the Reese's Senior Bowl is the game. Um, yep. To, to pay attention to, definitely, and um, I saw tons of like people out here in Twitter land are down in mobile.
0: Oh, so I want to be there
1: roll tide, uh, Alabama. And, um, yeah,
0: it would be nice
1: to go down and check it out. Apparently all you need is like a makeshift press credential and, uh, you're there.
0: Yeah. I mean, tickets for the practice is pretty much free. Yeah. Uh, you have to pay for game day. And I looked at those. I think the most expensive was like 30 bucks. Yeah. <clears throat> It's so, yeah, I would like to take the week and go down there one year. That would be cool to maybe try to start doing.
1: Yeah, it definitely would be interesting to uh, to check out. Um, I mean, that, that's the big game. So, so me right. and you both uh, did watch the Shrine game. I know you, you may have some stuff to say about the, the NFL PA Bowl. Um, did you watch any of the Dream Bowl? I know you tweeted about it.
0: I wanted to, but I, I unfortunately did not get to. Okay.
1: Because I saw you tweeting about it. I didn't know if you got to, got to watch or not. Um, I did not get to watch that one yet. I know a couple of our interviewees uh, were uh, represented yeah. in that game. Uh, a couple of our interviewees were represented in the East-West Shrine game. And yep. uh, they did pretty well for themselves, I think. You know, they weren't... Yep. I don't want to say they... They stuck out as much as some other players that we um, that that really showed out in that game, uh, but they they held their own. Uh, they both made yep. a couple big big plays. Um, so I'll let you go first. Uh, now I just kind of took notes as I watched the game, so I don't really have that's... a standout guy. But yeah, I'm...
0: well, that's kind of what I did. I, okay. I just kind of, I just kind of took notes as I watched and. And I actually went back and wrote a piece on it this week that comes out tomorrow, I think. But, yeah, I kind of did the same thing. I'm going to pick... I'm going to go with the underrated guy. Defensive end, I I hope I say his name right, Derek Tuska from North Dakota State. Tusker, I think it was. North Dakota State. Yes. He, man, was everywhere. He was just in the backfield just a high motor near misses on sacks i mean pressure after pressure man he was rubbing noses with some of the big boys and they had no answer for
1: him yeah i had him written down um he was getting uh held he he was the result of a penalty <laughs> yes. the holding call and he damn near got to the quarterback anyway being held so yes it was a very good play uh by him i had him written down he definitely did stand out for me um as a as a rusher and um you know we, we small school <clears throat> rushers can make you know a big deal especially showing that you know he's going up against you know some alabama boys i think john runyon's uh kid yep. was in this game i mean you have some elite talent um draft talent at least i'm a, i don't want to say an elite nfl talent but you know you have some talent in this game that you're going up against. Um, they were talking about the kid from Barry State, and he really looks great. That I know this is this is a wide receiver, and we shouldn't talk about such things on an IDP show. <laughs> uh, but show that him. kid, um, Julian Edelman, comes to mind. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Like Wes Welker, like I don't, you know, I don't want to say he's a white wide receiver, but the shifty. <laughs> short and shorter guy you know not a huge you know six he's not six foot five you know he's um can return kicks um can do a lot i think he's uh somebody to to keep an eye on he's going to get to play at george's uh pro day um as a wide receiver there it looks like um or he's hopeful to one or the other um the next guy that is actually a corner. Uh, West Virginia's—I think it was James Washington, Keith Washington. Keith Washington. Okay, that's right. Keith. Yes.
0: Washington. Yes.
1: Um, he made a ton of plays, not only on the first drive, but anytime you saw a corner making a play, it was pretty much him. Um, he's yep. very physical. Um, had good read on the ball. Um definitely made a lot of plays especially early on in that game um and i know you'll be impressed that i picked a corner to talk about
0: i am uh, kudos to
1: you uh, but i think he's, he's he's the kind of physical corner i think that uh teams like so i think yeah they
0: kind of they sort of picked on him a little bit but that's good he got to show what he could they do, did
1: so. but i mean he was on the receipt i mean he wasn't far off i mean he wasn't no, like he was you know off. out of place or out you know he didn't get beat badly Um, So I think he had a pretty good showing. Um, One of the players I wrote down was uh, Michigan's – another corner for a bad reason. uh, Michigan's Hill. Um, I I put undisciplined. There was about two or three times I think he could have gotten a flag for an excessive hit out of bounds.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And
1: that's – I mean, that's a red flag, man. You can't – like – you're playing in an all-star game, first of all. You're not trying to hurt the other team. And secondly, like, you're just making yourself look like you have no discipline. So, I mean. Bro. Um, and then on the other side of the coin, since i ripped Michigan apart, I'll, I'll give Michigan some compliments. Uh, the kid Dana, the edge rusher from Michigan, um, they couldn't stop talking about him throughout the, the game pretty much. Um, he had some good, good rush moves. A couple. I think he had two sacks, if I'm not mistaken, throughout the day, or at least one sack, and then a lot of pressures. Um, really good showing by Dana. I think he's a guy that could be a, a mid round defensive oh, end yeah. edge rusher um, that could make a difference. I think he. I like him. I mean, in his short viewing that I saw, I like him better than Rashawn Gary. Ooh. Like just looking at him, he looks more explosive. He looked more like dominating than Rashawn Gary. I was not a big Rashawn Gary fan, so.
0: See, I was. I think if if me and you remember back, I think I was a lot higher on Gary than you were. Yeah. And I still am. I think he's going to be all right. But, you know, Dana's not. He's not bad. I, I agree Damn. with you. I think he's going to be okay.
1: Any, anybody else that you? uh
0: Um. Yeah, I liked. Um, uh, Kendall Coleman. Uh, the guy from Syracuse, he was yeah. all over the place, uh, going back and reading some stuff, looking, listening to some podcast. He apparently made a big impression all week; was really consistent, and it translated really well to the game. So, that's kind of put him on the map a little bit. And then, of course, our boy Bryce Huff was there. He made a sack, uh, pretty good play. Yeah. Um, the free safety Luther Kirk from Illinois State, he's the one that yeah, made. Yeah,
1: he had a pick in that game
0: yeah and almost had an uh, a second one uh had it not been called back for penalty, and the second one was probably better than the first one because he was playing good grief he it seemed like he was playing two miles off the ball and come all the way across the field to get this thing so uh he definitely made a name for himself
1: yeah Coleman, I know you mentioned um that that was kind of a power move just completely dominated on a, on his sack um and I think, if I'm not mistaken, our boy uh, Cam, Cam Gill was the other guy that was you know, yep. meet, meet the quarterback. So he, he lost out on a sack because Coleman got there just a step faster. Um, but I, I thought it was impressive, you know, talking to Cam. And I know that the audio quality of that was, was not good. But right. um, talking to him, he was playing out of position from what he played all season. Yep. And he even lined up like as an inside linebacker. He did. So he was lined up at all the, you know, pretty much all the spots with all the jobs. Um, I think it was a pretty good showing for him. He did get good pressure when he was blitzing. Um, he was able to shed a block and still get to the tackles. Um, that was a big running play. He busted up. He kind of just shoved off the lineman and um, pretty much got got there immediately um, made a big play in the backfield so it's looking like he can line up anywhere and that's gonna be big for him getting playing time early wherever he's drafted you know i definitely think he will be drafted day one or day two um probably day two is reasonable
0: yeah i think so too and you know we we had him on the on the show like you said and i watched a lot of tape he's more or less that edge outside guy so to get to see him Mm -hmm. kick inside and be in a i don't want to say uncomfortable but not a position he's normally playing Mm -hmm. and perform well that goes a long way in scouts and coaches eyes that kind of flexibility so that's going to help him out a lot
1: well if you think about it you know he'll start (laughs) probably on special teams as most you know lower round defensive players do special teams is how you make your hay and how you make the team and then once you make the team then you you know cycle in and not everybody's you know nick bosa starting from day one no doubt so you got to look at it as you know he's if he can earn his keep by being versatile and uh being able to play all these different linebacker spots pretty well that bodes well for his ability to, to not only just get drafted but to hang on and, and really do something. Um, you had tweeted one of the plays um, from John Houston. Oh man. <laughs> he just kind of stuck his head in there and um, you know it's funny to hear you scouts that do this you know 24/7. Uh, like Daniel Jeremiah, his job is to scout and that's it like that's his job, <laughs> which would be great wouldn't we love to do that <laughs> um yes we so, would. and he kind of had john houston as a special teamer meanwhile this guy's blowing up this play pretty well and you're impressed with it so you gotta think how did they do this all year you know around they might make a big play in this well, and make make some noise um but what did they do with their entire body of work um as a player so um but he had a nice read and react uh Tackle definitely um, snuffed out the screen versus draw one or the other.
0: Yeah, um, kind of piggyback off that you really can't just um, go all in on a player or all out on a player based on one play. That play, yeah, yeah, John looked really good. I mean, he didn't hesitate, he knew what was coming, he went and got it, looked terrific. Now, like you said, what does he do on the other plays or during the season or whatever? Uh, is it size or whatever, you know? And Jeremiah's been doing this for a long time, so he would know better than I. You know, I would. So, yeah. Um, but like you said, all you need is that chance. You get in there, you do what you're supposed to do, and and hopefully it leads to bigger things. For
1: yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys undrafted that got to to play and got to to make a big deal in the NFL this year. So I mean, it, it uh, always happens where you have people come out of nowhere, undrafted guys that make a squad that make a difference. Um, it always happens one more name to throw out there Austin Edwards from Ferris State um, just some strength and and ability to be kind of headsy when it comes to getting your hands up um, he kind of stuck out there he was being blocked and I think held slightly and still managed to get his, <laughs> his paw up in the air to uh, knock down a ball um, that was pretty impressive and you, you you're looking at you know the different skills that guys have and I don't know I've been doing this for a couple years now we've we put out the IDP guides in the past um, you know with, with what things you look for on tape it depends on positions really for me as to what I'm necessarily looking for um, so in a game, I'm looking for, can you do you stand out? And one of the funny things that, not funny things, but one of the things they said during the broadcast was Barry Switzer gives you five plays. Right. If, if they, He basically said, if I don't know who you are in five plays, I don't want you on my team. Or I'm not drafting <laughs> it. And that's kind of interesting because if you look at it, you know, and I've watched, um, I've been watching some Grant Delpit film this week, and you know, maybe I need to watch more, uh, but I'm not overly impressed so far.
0: I can see him
1: being a uh, like a Desmond King kind of player, which isn't bad. Right. But what I'm saying is, you know, everybody's been touting him as this you know, phenomenal safety prospect for the past two and a half seasons, and I'm just... I don't know. Not quite getting that vibe.
0: Right. I think if you go back and look at his junior type, you'll well, you be started. a lot more, a lot I'm more still, impressive than yeah. this year. He battled some injuries. I'm, and,
1: still, I'm still digging into it. I'm still watching it, but and you know you can see the the two things I've written down about him uh, is his blitzing off the edge. He's very quick. Uh, is, is, he's not even really hiding it but he, nobody can get out there to block him and his ball skills, like he has very good ball skills and the balls in the air, he can track the ball pretty well, um, gets himself in good positions, obviously the turnovers he has a big big part in um, his tackling is, is not pretty I don't know we'll talk more about him you know and i'll 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 dig into more of of watching some (laughs) of his games and see if his tackling has improved because i started back at the first tape um shout out to what's on draft uh they do a great job of uh setting up a database Uh, and they attach game tape to it like they really help out some of us uh amateurs here that don't have all 22 uh Tape to watch all the time, uh, an ability of these cut ups to kind of just see, um, see the guys where they line up. Um, he's playing a lot of single high safety deep, so you don't expect him to tackle much when you're playing single high safety because he's you know, he's playing center field. So you know it's it's tough when you're playing center field to get tackles, but. Um, one of the, th- he was just lunging at at feet like I don't know, that's just bad form. Like he yeah, had an yes opportunity, he had an opportunity to wrap up a couple guys, and it just it looks like he's just throwing his arm at their legs and hoping they trip. I don't know. Yeah, he's not the way to teach to tackle. I'm I'm pretty sure. No,
0: definitely not. Definitely not.
1: Because he could have wrapped up and brought the guy down or wrapped up his legs at least and brought him down Uh, but I saw a lot of lunging at feet Um, just poor tackling for him I mean he made some tackles obviously uh, and he made some plays don't don't get me wrong I I just was I guess because he's been talked about as this phenom that I should be seeing the best safety tape I've ever seen in my life and I haven't seen it yet
0: yeah, I, I think the hype is a little more than the skill or the game right now. He's yeah. got the skill. I think he just needs to fine-tune it. Like you said, wrapping up on tackles. Maybe fundamentals he needs to cover a little bit more.
1: Yeah, and like I said, I haven't gotten through all the tape I'm watching on him. I've been really, you know, but that was my first initial feelings about it. it was not overly impressed for a guy that's touted very highly.
0: But there is a lot to like about him. I mean, he's a big hitter, can blitz up. Oh, yeah, he, he definitely, you know.
1: yeah. when somebody else has him wrapped down, that's when he can actually hit rap actually. And he's maybe <laughs> going for the ball. But that's when he's, like, gang tackling, is, is what I was saying. But, you know, just my <laughs> first glimpse at him, just, you know, really the first guy I've dug into, so, um but, yeah, I was expecting a lot more, I guess, is, is what. And we'll talk about him a little bit um, as we get into uh, the, the, the first mock draft we're going to take a look at. We'll take a look at one of these uh, maybe once every couple weeks, kind of see what's changed, um, who's who's maybe vaulted up into the first round. Right. Um, but P A Bowl, you watched it any, any – Thing stick out about that game I did not get through it um, Yeah,
0: I'm with you It wasn't as entertaining As the Shrine Bowl um, And I'm with You know, I laugh But I'm with you on the helmet thing. It was just so hard to follow With all the different decals And no names on the shirt So I, I kind of get it But there was a couple um, uh, Tier Tart, a defensive tackle From Florida International mm-hmm. He really had a Big game. I mean, he had a couple sacks, some pressures. He was one of the for a defensive lineman. He was one of the better ones that stood out. Um, and here's a name you've heard me mention: Marcel Spears, the linebacker for Iowa State. Okay. He he actually had a big interception that he returned. Uh, I believe it was for a pick six, if I remember correctly. So he made a big impact play. Had some tackles. Uh, really made some nice reads on against the run. And then there's one kid. I had never even heard of him. Um, and I'd watched a few games, it just hadn't clicked into my head. But defensive end Deontay Holden of North Carolina. He had two sacks and just missed on a third sack and had a had a bunch of players and I remember hearing the announcer say, you know, he's his stock went way up and when you're playing that well, it, it's definitely gonna make your stock rise a little bit. So yeah, those three out right there, I think those were the best three players, IDP-wise, in that game. Um, and we'll see where it goes now with the combine and all this stuff coming up.
1: Yeah. Um, this week, obviously, the Reese's Senior Bowl. We will definitely take a look at uh, Senior Bowl uh, yes. stuff this weekend. I'll be sure to watch the game, and we'll we'll talk about that. I'm sure there will be guys who stand out of practice um some of our former guests are actually down in mobile uh jordan rains i believe uh is down there he he filled in for you one week uh, when you were out um we had uh katie flowers down there oh yeah um i saw um those are the two that stuck out off the top of my head that uh, we've we've had on the show that are down there. Um, but yeah, it seems like every uh, everybody that we uh, follow is, is very interested in, yeah. in this. You
0: know so, what we got to do here? What's that? We've got. We, me and you have got to plan this, or we can plan a vacation that week. Senior Bowl. Maybe make the misses hang out. Yeah, make the misses go hang out and drink drink lattes or something together, and <laughs> margaritas or something, and we'll watch we'll watch the we'll watch the Senior Bowl.
1: Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that would be. Uh, it, it's a little tough. Just because it would be so many days off. I have. Somebody. Hey, I can I I can swing it. Well, I have a difference between uh, sick days and personal days, so that's that's the, the, ah, gotcha. the difference. I only have so many personal days. Uh, sick days, I got, like, tons of them,
0: but... Uh, yeah, I, I would use vacation days, so I would be getting paid to do something that I really love, so... Yeah. Plus, it's warm. You would be happy down there. It's nice and warm.
1: That's true. I'm freezing my butt off up here. It is, like, so cold.
0: Oh, I, I, it's pretty cold here. I mean, not as cold as where you are, but it's down in like the low twenties, high teens right now. So
1: mm, that's pretty much what we're dealing with here. So, so
0: it was actually flurrying snow this morning when I went to work. So <laughs> uh,
1: we didn't have any snow. We had snow over the weekend. So, um, anyways, so we're gonna get into it here. The uh, first round mock that we're gonna take a look at. Uh, this is from the NFL Network and Daniel Jeremiah. Um, I like him. I like their coverage of the draft. Um, I, I used to I be an e, I used to be an ESPN guy. Um, oh no! And then, um, yeah, Mel Kuiper is just yeah.
0: I'm a Mayock guy, so when he left, I was kind of like, "Oh, that's no, what true." Do do?
1: Mayock is no longer there. I think Daniel Jeremiah is good. Uh, good, knowledgeable guy. I think he he's very reasonable. um mel kuiper i know is the og and has been doing this forever but i think that also means that he's stuck in 1970s football (laughs) because like i mean i remember the one year uh the seahawks got bobby wagner and russell wilson and he tore them apart and said it was the worst draft he's ever seen (laughs) <laughs> and i'm like lj collier in the first was worse uh rashad penny in the yeah. first was worse and he's probably given them better draft grade grades for those um i think that was also the year they got cam chancellor uh or maybe the year before they got cam chancellor and uh richard sherman in like the sixth and seventh round or something or fifth and sixth round yeah,
0: so i, think it I mean <laughs>
1: He was so dead wrong in the Seahawks drafts when they were <laughs> drafting their nucleus of their team, basically, um, that took them to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, I think I lost a lot of respect for him personally out of, after that because I was just like, "How?" I mean, I get it. It's a crapshoot. The draft is a crapshoot. You got to bring it a guy in. You got to bring a guy in to your scheme. Your scheme might not be what your scouts see you know because um, your scouts rely you know your scouts tell you what they see right your gm has to decide who they want the coach has to kind of give you know not a yay or an a nay, but you know the coach gets stuck with some guys maybe he doesn't want and that could trash a guy basically for their career if, if the coach doesn't really want them around
0: right and so just one more quick note on the Shrine ball. I thought it was interesting that uh, John Gruden uh, was in attendance because they made a kind of a big deal that usually head coaches don't show up for that thing, but he was in attendance watching. So,
1: what else did John have to do?
0: This is true. I would go to every bowl game. I would be oh, if I was the coach; it'd be great.
1: Yeah. Um. But looking at this mock draft here i mean we have some teams attached which would be nice to kind of fantasy book here um who who we like and, and where they are landing and what they'll fill in at right um obviously and i think the bengals have made it perfectly clear that joe burrow is their guy he's going to right. number one we're not going to talk much about the offensive guys but uh i think that's pretty much done deal
0: i think um, so too i think they would have to have their doors blowed off with an offer to move it?
1: Yeah, and I don't think that offer is going to be out there because I mean, I don't think I don't think Miami's doing it. I don't think any of the other teams are really interested in, in giving up the farm just to get one guy. I mean, I know he right. could be a he could be a cornerstone quarterback to lead your team for the next ten years, but right. he was also a redshirt senior.
0: So
1: <laughs> I mean, age. I mean I know it's not that big of a deal for quarterbacks and I know he played a great season for LSU but uh yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying I would be unhappy if my team took him but uh and I'm not saying I won't take him in super flex drafts but um yeah, just got to wonder. Um, Let's get on
0: with the defense.
1: Yeah, pick number 2 <laughs> is Chase Young. I think we already have that uh penciled in.
0: Quick question. Yeah. Everybody agrees he's the top IDP player of the draft. Him going to – and we kind of touched on it, I think, already. Him going to Washington, who does that impact the most for them? Ioannidis, Kerrigan, Sweat, pain We talked about this last week, wasn't it? Uh, was it last week or the what week? We talk before? about it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. We talked about it recently. I think it impacts Ioannidis. Sweat was taken pretty high, too. You're not going to yeah. bench him. Yeah, uh, Kerrigan will be kind of the – Veteran presence to kind of—I mean—if he's there to kind of help these usher these guys in.
0: If they switch to this four-three, does he go in at defensive end or switch to an outside linebacker?
1: I know you hate this word, but he'll be an edge player. He'll be your defensive end because he pass—he's a pass rusher. He, okay. Ryan Kerrigan half the time has his hand in the dirt,
0: and see that's my thing. If he's so if you can you can cut edge. this... You can cut this
1: edge defensive end thing with, with a, you know. <laughs> you are you're splitting hairs here. If you play with your hand in the dirt, you're a defensive end. That's my definition of it. Exactly. So that's what's why I can't get You know I know they 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 kind of look at that stuff uh gary does now davenport with that stuff you know looking at actual like hands in the dirt plays and off ball plays so it's kind of nice to get i mean because if your hand's in the dirt you're an end if your hand's not in the dirt then you're considered to be an outside linebacker off ball linebacker that sometimes blitzes i mean von miller he doesn't really stick his hand in the dirt all the time (laughs) he's more of an upright rusher like which yeah, is more man. of an outside linebacker rusher but all right anyway uh moving on pick number three he has the lines taking jeff okuda
0: Whew. man
1: um jeff okuda has been the name i know it got mentioned a few times during the the bowl game yep um yeah i mean they, they definitely need a secondary piece Slay has kind of dropped off a little bit. He seems like the top. I mean, if Chase Young wasn't in this draft, I think Okuda would probably be the top guy.
0: I I think he would too. Um, I need to go back and watch more tape on him. But he's so far from what I've seen, he's checking all the boxes at corner. Size, speed, um, instincts. I I mean, anything you need your corner to do, he can do it. So would I take him at three? I think... Well, well, one of the things three. he has
1: listed here is De- Detroit could auction this slot off the team. So, in other words, Detroit could move back, say, if uh, the you know, Dolphins are desperate to make sure they get two of They trade up and get pick three. Yeah, I'd
0: see, that would, be some, that would be something i do. I just – not that Okuda's not that good. I just don't yeah. think he's a top three pick, really. The thing enough. about –
1: <laughs> the thing about it is, looking at this the way it shakes out, Detroit isn't really in a power position except against teams trying to beat Miami to Tua. So right. you got your your Chargers, your Panthers, uh, maybe your Jaguars. I know uh, Minshew Mania might be, you know, yeah. riding over that. Mm-hmm. But you got those three. Three teams sitting in the top ten that might want to try to get ahead of Tua. Dave Gettleman yeah, has line. kind of have because hasn't really traded much in his time. So the Giants are locked in at four. I don't think they're yep. moving because they don't seem to want to move. And the Dolphins aren't going to have to move if unless they're trying to make the block to make sure nobody gets ahead of them at three. So. That could be an interesting spot I to take a look great. at. What's that?
0: Yeah, I th- with Miami at five, the Chargers at six, Panthers at seven, and then Jacksonville's at eight. Third yeah, nine. I think Miami Third sits nine. pat. Well, Jacksonville's nine, at nine because
1: the Cardinals aren't drafting a QB again. So I,
0: no, I, I admitted them. But the I problem. think with those, those three teams right behind Miami, if they get anxious and think somebody's going to try to jump them, they could move up. You're exactly right. I like
1: that. Yeah. So, I mean, I think Okuda could go to the Lions. It just might be a couple picks back. Um, yeah. I think Tua goes in that three spot to whoever pays the most. Because um, I think, uh, even redshirted, I think Tua is still going to be a top pick. Uh, I think, and looking at the rest of this, we'll see why. The, the Giants, uh, he has Giants taking an offensive lineman, Makai Becton from Louisville. Um Tua going five to the Dolphins. Um, I think a red shirt year. Ryan Fitzpatrick can have one more year to go out there and sling it around. And then Tua can take mm-hmm. over in twenty twenty one. And the Dolphins might have another high pick or a decent pick. Um you know they end up with a fifth pick with Fitzpatrick most of the year, so you know. Uh the the Chargers are next they have, he has them taking an offensive line men uh
0: but they desperately need that <laughs> they do
1: they do cuz i mean even if rivers leaves they still need to protect whoever's going to play quarterback right um and that could be tyron taylor could be somebody else uh, could be i don't know somebody uh could be marcus mariota for all we know could be <laughs> right. yeah, there, there's guys are going to be on the move um you know nick Foles could be on the move you know we, there's so many pieces of of quarterbacks that you know Jameis winston could end up how about that Jameis winston goes and plays in, in los angeles and um R- rivers goes rivers to, Tampa. to yeah. you know there's been rumors about rivers yeah. in florida now uh, the seventh pick the has the Carolina Panthers taking Derek Brown from Auburn. Uh, he's one of the guys I'm slated, like that, I'm slated to watch a lot of. I haven't watched any of yet. Um, but I know that the two big Auburn guys are two of the top def- defensive tackle prospects. Um, is Carolina playing a 3-4 still? I mean, they, they Matt Roll, who's he hired as defensive coordinator? That might be one that changes. Yeah, it could be. I mean, they have Gerald McCoy there now. Does Gerald McCoy stick around with the new regime coming in? Um, That's right. an interesting question. So, I mean, we'll take a look at depth charts and things in the coming weeks uh, to see what what teams need and need to get. Um, but Derek Brown is a definitely a top player. He's been he's been up on boards for a year now, pretty much. Um, the Cardinals were next to pick eight taking an offensive guard. I think they do need some protection for Kyler Murray. Definitely. Um, Tristan Wirfs is the guy from Iowa. Um, Next up, and here's the interesting uh, designation here. (laughs) The Jaguars taking Isaiah Simmons safety. Isaiah Mm -hmm. Simmons. He's linebacker-ish. He's a tweener. Um, I think they'll use him at linebacker, to be honest. Because they need a linebacker badly now that Talvin Smith went kind of insane, and um, Miles Jack will be coming back off an injury. Um, Josh Allen's up front. I mean, I think this defense needs playmakers. Um, you got Ronnie Harris and playing strong safety already. I think you play uh, Simmons at linebacker.
0: Yeah, I mean. If I'm Detroit and I'm stuck at three, I'm taking Simmons. Because Gerard Davis is really not the answer. Um, They don't have a lot of other help at linebacker. Um, Devin Kennard or whoever, I mean, they they got some serviceable players. But if I'm Detroit and I'm forced at three, nobody wants to trade up. I'm going to take maybe... Some people consider the best player in the draft. I'm going to take Isaiah Simmons. He, as you said, he could play safety or he could play linebacker. I mean, there's not a whole lot he can't do. Yeah. Um, and plus, I just don't want Jacksonville to have him. So
1: <laughs> your bias comes into play again
0: every time.
1: Um, but yeah, I think Simmons is a good player. Um, he, he stood out especially in the uh, the championship game. Um, obviously. Yeah. Um, and you know Clemson's just got a powerhouse defense <laughs> every year it seems like now I mean you wouldn't said said that 10 years ago Clemson was who like they're terrible and uh, Debo has turned that team into quite a uh, factory for NFL professionals Um, pick 10 the Browns selecting an offensive tackle they definitely need to protect better obviously um, Andrew Thomas from Georgia, and getting back to the defense, the Jets taking uh, Clavon Chaseon or Kalevon Kalevon. I, I think you said Chason. it the first time. I don't know. He's from LSU. He's an edge player, red shirt, fresh or red shirt sophomore. Um, he definitely needs. They definitely need some edge rushers. Uh, They were so beaten up at linebacker last year, they just need more bodies that can be healthy. Um, So I haven't really watched him at all. We'll definitely check him out and see what we got on tape for him. Um, But an edge player, you know, edge players seem to be in a prime spot um, in the first round a lot of times because you need those pass rushers to... Run your defense, basically. Right. Here's where it gets interesting. The Raiders uh, <laughs> selecting a fast wide receiver. Not just as fast wide receiver, but CD Lamb. Uh, I think he'll. You probably will go in the first round. I don't know about this early. Um, I think he and Jerry Judy uh, will go, and we'll mention his name in a few minutes. Uh we will kind of fly through these offensive picks. Jordan Love at 13 to the Colts. I like Jordan Love and I wouldn't mind that. Um cuz I think Love needs to develop more. So. Bruh. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Um the Bucks drafting Justin Herbert at 14. I'm not on board with Herbert in the NFL. I really? I don't know about you. I don't <laughs> think I don't think he has a, he doesn't have a pro look about him to me, and I'm not a I'm not a quarterback guru by any means, but he yeah, doesn't either, but... he doesn't have like you watch Joe Burrow play and then you watch Justin Herbert play and it's
0: yeah there's a big difference there is there's
1: a huge difference between them like Herbert seems like he can't make all the throws it seems like. Again, I'm not a quarterback guru. We're not here to talk about quarterbacks. To yeah. me, Herbert just does not look like – he looked a lot better two years ago when everybody was on him. Ooh, and, I, touting yeah. him. and now he kind of looks
0: – I think you get average. him in the right situation, he'll be good. Yeah. But don't ask me what that is because I'm, I mean, like, I'm Br- not the greatest on court, quarterbacks. But uh, Bruce Arian's
1: offense could be good for any quarterback. I mean, he made some guys look like they were superstars that were – <laughs> very pedestrian, so um could be could work out. Depends if um Jameis is back or not, really, I think. Unless they want to groom Herbert under Jameis, which I don't see that working out well. What's Jameis gonna teach him how to throw thirty for thirty or thirty and thirty? <laughs> you know. Uh next up would be Jerry Judy for Denver. That would add to that. Wow. That'd be quite a receiving core they got there jerry judy yeah. Cortland sutton and drew Locke. drew Locke with uh, noah fant there too that'd be a nice combo
0: Ooh, that'd be rough um
1: yeah drew Locke seems to have the keys this year so we'll see about denver uh pick 16 aj espinenza love it yeah and i'm not sure why espinenza isn't maybe above uh chase on maybe the uh national championship buzz as
0: well he is on my
1: list. i would have espinenza up there yeah i don't know i don't know like i said i gotta watch some tape on these guys that i been an much, iowa fan i've about. seen a lot of them so yeah I, I was gonna say you closet <laughs> iowa fan over there um I, I think he he's could be you know just as good as nick bosa and, and uh i
0: do too
1: and max crosby out of this year's draft i mean Max Crosby is obviously um, very, very surprising um, coming out this year. Uh, So, Espinenza, we both like. Uh, We think he will do just fine. And if the Falcons could get him at 16, that'd be a steal for them. They need somebody on the edge, definitely. Uh, Pick 17, the Cowboys. Xavier McKinney taking a safety from Alabama. They definitely need a safety from from alabama would fit nicely um surprised mike mccarthy wouldn't push for offense here but uh you know whatever they already have a pretty good offense so
0: right
1: it's depending on who they sign and what they sign Uh, pick 18 the dolphins are back up again and they have them taking deandre swift running back can't argue they need a running back badly so um not bad um, next up, the Raiders at 19. Patrick Queen, linebacker mm. from LSU. Mm. You, you made some sounds. Are you thinking that this is too high?
0: or? I do. I think it's just a little bit early for him. Um, I can see where they need it, though, because like uh, Daniel says here, you know, they need to get faster, more, more dynamic, so I get that. Uh, and Queen may be one that I need to just go back and watch a little more tape on, but for me right now, I think that's
1: a little high. Yeah, it could be the championship game push. Good thing. Recency bias. You see this guy in a big game making big plays. Um, he definitely made some big plays for LSU. So Yes. Um, and, you know, he seems to be all over the field, which uh, is definitely something impressive. I'll have to watch some of him uh jaguars at pick 20 cj henderson quarterback from florida um he has him as the second best player at corner they definitely need a corner although jalen ramsey was joking about uh the jaguars coming to get him (laughs) uh after after uh as soon as um tom coughlin was fired He's pretty much like, I'll come back. Shows you how much Tom Coughlin was hated in that organization by the players. Um, that's why Talvin Smith sat out pretty much. So,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, he, he says it was personal issues, but I think it was personal issues with Tom Coughlin. Uh, hey, t- pick lovely. 21, the Eagles uh, get Henry Ruggs, another stud from Alabama, wide receiver. Um, that would be great. I mean, I'd like it a lot better if the Eagles didn't also take uh JJ Ortega, white Whiteside last year and seemed to not know how to use him or get him involved. He just didn't seem like he was part of that team this year. Um hopefully they don't waste rugs too, but um I don't know about wasting. It's just it didn't seem like they were ever in sync. Um if they can get another weapon for, for Carson, that's definitely a good thing. Right. Uh, T. Higgins pick 22 Bills. I think this is way too many skill position players for this first round, to be honest. <laughs> if you look at recent drafts, skill position players dropped to day two, normally. So Yeah. <laughs> besides quarterbacks and a couple stud... Not saying that these guys aren't stud wide receivers and running backs, but teams a lot of times will go after those tackles and guards and things like that to to build their lines so i think some of these uh might be a little high um offensive skill wise not saying i wouldn't take them but um, t higgins to the bills at 22 is what they are they need somebody for um josh allen so i don't mind seeing t higgins go there Pick twenty three, guy I was talking about earlier, Grant Delpit. Uh, if there's a team that can definitely get you using fundamentals, it's the Patriot way. Um, so, um, he can, you know, he would be about fifteen years younger, maybe not fifteen, but ten years younger than Devin McCourty and Patrick Chung. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. but like I said, if there's a team that can teach the fundamentals, it's the Patriots. Yep. Uh, or reteach, I should say. Um, <laughs> Justin Jefferson to the Saints at pick 24, wide receiver out of LSU. Um, again, these LSU guys are dominating LSU and Clemson all over the place. Um, I could see that get Drew Brees another weapon. And uh yeah. go for it again one more time. As long as Breeze comes back, I think he's coming back for at least one more year. I said if Breeze won the Super Bowl this year, he'd probably be done. But since he didn't, I think he comes back for one more.
0: All right. I would agree with
1: that. Uh pick twenty five, Minnesota Vikings, Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina. Um, I I like him. I wanna see more I haven't really dug into his tape. Um I've heard great things about him. Um, I'm not sure defensive tackle. Maybe they're trying to fill the hole that Sheldon Richardson left a couple years ago, but I don't know. D tackles where they should go, considering they got toasted in the secondary. I don't know. I'd look secondary if I'm the Vikings. Um, they're often their defensive line's pretty stout to begin with but he mentions this being a value spot at 25 um not convinced he drops this far i think some of these other teams up here could use a defensive tackle
0: yeah and they're a little bit the eagles the being one yeah but isn't minnesota a little old with uh tom johnson and help me with the other one
1: uh, Linval joseph's a little old yes, but little they had one. they had some guys in there this year that were younger I mean, I don't know. They could be getting older. They definitely could use some uh, some rejuvenation there.
0: I'm
1: not. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying he might have gone sooner than this. Oh yeah. Um, the Dolphins up again. Seems like we've said that third three times now. Um, Austin <laughs> Jackson, offensive tackle. They definitely need one.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, they traded away their best one. They traded away a lot of their best ofs. Um, they need a lot. So Austin Jackson going there. Uh, the Seahawks. Uh, taking, and this sounds very Seahawkian, um, if that's a word, uh, Ross Blaylock, defensive tackle from TCU. Chances are they trade out of the spot is my prediction, but um, he says he's a much better player than former teammate LJ Collier. (laughs) that pick still irritates me because
0: I wouldn't have guessed he did nothing
1: all year like <laughs> it's Rashad Penny finally started to do something he broke his leg or something
0: yeah injuries messed him up yeah Collier just but anyway I wasn't crazy about him either but I expected more than what what you all got from him yeah
1: I don't mind to pick a defensive tackle but I think offensive tackle is the be- way to go for them um, yep I keep saying that every year They need offensive tackle or offensive guard They need some offensive Help on the line They never get it (laughs) Uh, Pick 28 Kenneth Murray, linebacker from Oklahoma
0: I like that, that's a good spot for him
1: Yeah, and I think Baltimore desperately needs that Captain that they lost From C.J. Mosley on defense Um, I think Earl Thomas And Tony Jefferson Did a nice job of kind of you know, being that leadership and Patrick on Waso, but I don't think they are long-term solutions there. I think Murray can be, um, that C.J. Mosley, I don't want to call him Ray Lewis, but you know, middle linebacker that's gonna, you know, be able to run the defense. Um, next up, your Titans, Marlon Davidson, edge rusher from Auburn. <sighs>
0: I I think they need help other places than this. So Um, do
1: I. So do I. I
0: I just – I don't think – you got Jeffrey Simmons last year. Casey's getting a little older, Jarrell Casey, but he's not done by any means. You have Harold Landry. You could probably use another edge rusher, but I don't think it's high priority because you you need to look at your line. Maybe another backup running back. you got to look for a quarterback if you don't sign Tannehill. Um, they just need a lot of things uh, more than this, I think. And they're, I'm trying, and to they're
1: think, I'm trying to think. It, but I mean, he could take Correa's spot. I mean,
0: he could. Plus, I have other players rated higher than Davidson mm-hmm. as well at this spot. So
1: yeah, not somebody I've looked at at all. So i will look at him shortly here. Uh, pick thirty, the Packers taking Lavisca Chenault. Ooh, wow. Wouldn't that be
0: something?
1: That'd be great as long as uh, (laughs) Rodgers isn't done, which I've seen some people crown him as being done. I don't think he's completely done, but he's not Aaron Rodgers that scares you. Like, two years ago, Aaron Rodgers, like, he just looks like an average, I mean, not above average quarterback. Right. He's not terribly, like... I don't know. He just doesn't have that same aura about him anymore. So
0: He doesn't. Uh, you, you hit that right on the head. I, I feel the same way. He has his moments, and he'll, he'll shine, and you'll be like, there he is. But for the yeah. most part, he's it's not. Been, it's been three 20.
1: games this year. Yeah. Three games, he's really shown that shine of, uh, hey, I'm back. I'm Aaron Rodgers. Right. Really, that was it. And then, yeah, the game against the Seahawks, he played fine. He didn't. Yeah. He made throws when he needed to, but, you know, when he, he needed to put the Seahawks away, he didn't really do that either.
0: No, he sure didn't.
1: So, I mean, it was, it you know.
0: He doesn't have those dagger moves anymore, so to speak.
1: I, I mean, that fourth down or third or fourth down to Devontae Adams, is a great throw, great route, right. great play in, in general. So, I mean, it still can happen, but against the Niners, looked terrible. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Against the Niners, early in the season, looked terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, certain defenses just made him look awful. And, yep. um, so he definitely needs a weapon. Lavisca Chenault can be that. Um, Kansas City taking Zach Bond, edge rusher from Wisconsin.
0: Again, I've got other players rated higher. Um,
1: yeah, so we'll have to take a look at our... I mean, I haven't really started watching a lot of those guys.
0: Uh, edge yeah, and this is somebody I need to watch tape on, but as of right now, it's a little too high for me.
1: Yeah. And they had the Niners apparently winning the Super Bowl at pick 32 with AJ <laughs> Ter- Terrell. or Terrell. Um, said a rough game against LSU. Uh, yeah. But I mean, everybody looked bad against LSU this year, so.
0: Right. And he's, for the most part, what I've seen this year, he's looked Pretty good. He's got good size, you know. Pretty good length. Um, pretty good speed. So,
1: yeah. So I mean, I, I think this is a good list to kind of take a look at and start to get an idea of in fantasy where these guys are going and how they're going to be. Um, I think you have to look at some of these players as getting an opportunity.
0: Yeah, it's not going to be the be all end all because. Absolutely this is a, this is the and first one, and as we all know, they usually do what three, four of these things, and you got combines, and you got Shrine Bowl and Pro Days, so all this is going to change. But like you said, it, it's a good starting point. Yeah. Quite
1: honestly, the one the one sleeper, and I don't want to say it's a sleeper, uh, Xavier McKinney, if he ends up with the, the Cowboys, would mm-hmm. be a phenomenal value, I think, in your drafts the, because the two
0: that we went or through this whole draft that we went through, the two that I like best are back-to-back picks. Epineza to Atlanta, McKinney to Dallas. If those two happen, those two walk out of here with steals.
1: I think IDP-wise, you're looking at two very studly players, too.
0: Well, I think they change. oh, absolutely. They changed those teams – Uh, with what they need. Because it's clear Dallas hasn't had a good safety in a while. Um, Atlanta's not had that good edge rusher. Um, And I think both of these two step in probably day one and start. If not, it won't be long till they do start for those teams, if that's how it ends up.
1: Yeah. So, I think, you know, looking at our game, uh, we want those guys that will get plenty of scores.
0: Absolutely.
1: So, I mean – or plenty of tackles and opportunities so I think that's where I think some value comes into play because he's not Delpit's going to go first safety overall drafting wise and um, you know really McKinney was drafted ahead of him but I think Grant telpit has been shoved down everybody's throats for the past two years that he's going to be the first safety people look to take Um, I think so but, even if, even if Simmons, well, Simmons is probably a linebacker. Yeah. It, it, and McKinney, McKinney may not go before Delpit.
0: Who knows? Um, he may not, but I like him in Dallas, though. I mean, that's a perfect fit for him.
1: I think at whatever safety Dallas takes will be beneficial because Jeff Heath, <laughs> right. you know, Jeff Heath is pretty much done. He is. Um,
0: and he tried. I mean, he. Yeah. He gave his all and did the best he could, but it's apparent just watching he's he's pretty much done. I think you, if you've got him as a backup or something like that, he gives you good value. But it's I think you need to look for a, a replacement starter for him.
1: Yeah. Did um, Dallas hire a defensive coordinator? Hmm. Mike McCarthy is their coach. I don't. I'm don't, not sure. I know he had a whole coaching staff lined up if he got a job. So I just didn't don't know you
0: know i'm actually not really sure Uh, that's something i'm not sure about
1: well to take a look at that i mean we will get in our coaching we'll have an entire coaching once the coaches are settled and and it's pretty much wrapped up we'll have a whole coach show to talk about scheme and who who benefits and who is uh, gonna lose out on some things um we've got some things planned um we've got a couple interviews in the near future we got one coming out this week so we'll have a bonus episode this week and also one probably next week i'll say probably i won't jinx us Um, (laughs) which will be part of our regular show uh will be to talk about nfl football um not about the draft, Um, but yeah, we we are going to try our best to cover the draft as well as look forward to next season Uh, while taking a peek back to the season that was. um, You you can learn a lot from the season that was and look ahead Um, and we'll be looking ahead to free agency and where we think guys might land, where we would want people to land their free agents. Um, We'll have to get the List. I mean, we haven't even started franchise tagging yet. The season is not officially over until the Super Bowl is over,
0: all right?
1: And then the day after the Super Bowl, all that stuff starts flooding <laughs> the market. The free agents, the combine, all that stuff uh, starts getting into high gear. So we have some exciting episodes um, for you, draft mix out there. People love the draft. Yep. Uh, we we will definitely be getting that rolling. Uh, we'll, we'll try to touch on a little bit of the draft, no matter what, every episode until draft time, obviously. I mean, we'll be focused 100% on that. Right. And um, when we're, I guess, allowed to share news, we'll share news about our plans for draft coverage and things. Right. Um, you know, you'll be writing a DFF, and I'll be tweeting, I guess, and uh, <laughs> okay. uh, Twittering around. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, but, uh, and we have some other information.
0: Yeah, we got a few things in the works, so...
1: Upper sleeve. Yeah. That we will share when it's appropriate.
0: We're sneaky like that. Yes.
1: Well, (laughs) you know, people act like we just turn the microphones on and show up, and... I do. You know, well, I know you do, but... (laughs) I'm just, you kidding. know, we actually put some planning into this stuff. You know, we, we have know. stuff going on behind the scenes. I can
0: tell you, I've got a, I'm holding it up right now. I've got a sheet that I do every week. Yeah. I, I write my stuff down. He makes fun of my handwriting and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But,
1: uh, but it's yeah. very nice. It's very nice handwriting. Shut it. I'm giving you a compliment here. And, you know, you're just sh- telling me to shut it. Not very nice. <laughs> um, So, that'll about do it for this show. I won't say this week's show, because we will be checking you out later this week, hopefully. Uh, With our other interview, uh, we'll try to separate the interview episodes from the regular episodes when at all possible. Sometimes it's going to happen, folks. You'll have one episode a week that's an interview and some other stuff. Um, We have... Maybe time for one or two questions.
0: Uh, that's what I've got. It's one or two, actually, one of them okay. we've done kind of hit on. It's from uh, Reddit Ribeye Rare. He wants to know thoughts on Telvin Smith. Um, I told him any shares that I had Telvin Smith, I've done got rid of, dropped, traded, whatever. So
1: uh, hold until you back? need the spot. That's my rec. Uh, since you talked over me, I'll repeat myself here. <laughs> uh, hold until you need the spot. I mean need the spot right if he comes back at all and plays he's a stud uh, his police situation makes that a little more fuzzy um, so maybe read up on his police situation maybe we can figure out if he's you know was charged where that where those charges went um, he's officially I believe a f- retired NFL player I think so so I don't Know that, I mean, if he applies for reinstatement, you know, he he might have some issues with the, you know, the moral police, the NFL, um, for why he was arrested, what happened, and all that stuff. Um, he might just be done. So, I mean, I don't mind dropping him if you really need the spot. But if you're dropping him for some dart throw. I'd rather have him as a dart throw than your dart throw you're picking up. Right. Now if you're getting a stud because some idiot dropped somebody then pick <laughs> up the stud and drop him because I mean if you're getting somebody really good then you're not going to miss him. He stepped away a year out of the NFL. The Jaguars I think are ready to move on.
0: Yeah. If they
1: draft Isaiah Simmons they definitely are ready to move on. Absolutely. Um, Miles Jack is still there, so. Yeah, I have him in a few leagues. I'm not doing anything with him until I hear new news. Um, No news kind of means hold if you've held on him this long. Right. Maybe you can spin the the, the PR that he's, you know, going to come back now that Coughlin's fired. I don't know. I'm still, we, we still don't know anything, so. Still hold. What was the other question we got?
0: Uh, The other one comes from uh, ZPR1995. He says he's in a big play scoring league. Solos are 1.5. Assists are .75. Force fumbles 6. Fumble recoveries 3. Interceptions 5.5. Sacks 6.5. He has C.J. Mosley, Corey Littleton, Fred Warner, Avery Williamson, Donald Payne, Christian Kirksey, and Devondre Campbell. He's got two or three questions. He wants to know, is Avery burnt toast?
1: Nah, he got hurt this year.
0: Yeah, I don't think – I think that's going to be huge for the Jets to get both Mosley and Williamson back next year. That defense will change greatly with those two. Um, His next question is, rank Campbell, Kirksey, and Williamson. I put Campbell, Kirksey, and Williamson in that order. Or, I mean, Williamson, Campbell. Sorry. Williamson, Kirksey, and Campbell in that order.
1: I would put Campbell over Kirksey. I don't know that Kirksey can stay healthy long enough to play anymore. So I would put... Well, I think Williamson's the top out of that. We never got to see him and Mosley play together. So True. Um, How that's going to shake out, I think they can both be pretty productive um, until I see that. I mean... Right now, Kirksey is not high on my list. He used to be top ten, and now he's, I don't know, I don't know where he is. Schobert seems to be the guy in Cleveland. I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, so, yeah, I think Kirksey has to be the last on that list. So.
0: All right, and then he's got, um, he wants to know a good landing spot, good landing spots for Littleton now that Cookley has retired his Carolina spot where do we think maybe he land does he go back to Los Angeles Uh, what are you thinking
1: IDP wise his best landing spot is the Rams Um, I think that's the best case scenario
0: do you think he goes back there
1: depends on who's throwing the money who needs a middle linebacker Yeah, we have to take a look at that you know who is uh, free agent you know, we we gotta you know do some digging. I haven't really done a lot, a lot of my free agent digging. Um, gotta look at who's available, who's a free agent, stuff like that. Um, Track or uh, what's the other one? Ah,
0: um, uh, can't think of it right off.
1: I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of the name. Yeah, I use Track a lot, um, or Sport Track, whatever you want to call it, um, to look at contracts because that stuff is. Yeah. Our uh, capology people, they look at that stuff. Um, they also look at salary cap leagues, too. Right. Uh, but yeah, those things are definitely
0: very good. And that's it for the Reddit questions for today. Yeah. Or tonight.
1: By the way, there is a uh, short video of Javon Kinlaw just blowing up a lineman at the Senior Bowl today.
0: Ooh, I'll have to check that out here <laughs> in a second.
1: Just a short little like gif pretty much. But yeah, he basically just <laughs> untouched practically. Good hands. Anyway. Um that being said nothing else?
0: Nope. That's it for tonight.
1: Alrighty. Then. We What was that?
0: nothing
1: okay well then it seems like we are off uh, until next week next week we will talk about the senior bowl yay and uh, we'll talk about some prospects we're digging into um, give, give you a little bit of insight on you know some of the guys we're digging some of the guys we're not digging um, I'll, I'll probably still have Delp it either top top three (laughs) safety but uh it definitely was not you know it just left a bad taste in my mouth i don't know like i said might have just been the games i'm watching and you know yeah his tackling form just kind of disappointing i don't know he's a big hitter he is he can make plays definitely can blitz a lot i i look at him like um Like, your Titans use Logan Ryan a lot this year. Like, it seems like LSU was using him as a corner blitz, like, almost. The one game I watched, it was, like, the first five plays, he was coming off the edge. Like, outside edge. Very outside edge, but, yeah. It's crazy. But, anyway. Going to get the outro music kicking. And we will talk some football next week, some defense. And, um there really is no football this week. Unless you want to count the Pro Bowl. Actually, I would consider the Senior Bowl more must-watch than the Pro Bowl. There's a hot take for you.
0: I agree with you. I think the Pro Bowl is just a waste.
1: Pro Bowl's garbage. Senior Bowl is a chance for these draft prospects to shine. We'll definitely be checking that out. That's all I got.
0: Daryl, Thanks for the questions. Thanks for listening. Uh, Absolutely. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook page, Reddit, wherever. And uh, I yeah. think that
1: does it. All right. Go Hawks. Tighten up. Yep. Get our shirt, dot shirtcom Or com. That's right. Peace Valentine's
0: out. Valentine's Day is almost here. Yes, yeah, that's true. You got
1: like a kitchen nightmare going over
0: there, it sounds like. Yeah, I do. Good night now. <laughs>